Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the 4Jack Podcast. Today, we are joined by a PGA Tour caddy that sparked some controversy at a USAM qualifier by shooting a single round 202, Mr. Trey Billardello. Trey has spent several years bouncing between the LPGA and PGA Tours, and we were lucky enough to have Trey lend us some of his time to share his side of the story at the qualifier and to let us into the plethora of wild stories he has experienced over the years. Buckle up for this one, folks. Cheers. Welcome to the Four Jack Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to the Four Jack Podcast, brought to you by Jackson Labs. Back here, another Sunday session, early morning, grinding, fighting through it. Got to cut my lawn after this and shit. Just a nice day, you know, get it in before the rain comes and we'll just have a jolly old Sunday. But before we talk about uh, my lawn care skills, <laughs> uh, we'll just say hello to everyone. Uh, Parksy, how we doing, brother? I'm great, man. I'm just looking at the sheet for the next guest here. I'm really excited to have this uh, up-and-coming <laughs> adult film star on the show. Oh, no, sorry, I was looking at the wrong page here. Yeah, we got a we got a cool guest today, and I don't want to hear about your lawn care, so I'm just gonna throw it straight over to Tom. Man, I'm uh, I'm excited to be here. I'm just taking a quick perusal through the email that this next guest sent over to us, and he's a great storyteller, and I'm just enthused by everything that's happening in this guy's life, and look forward to diving in with him. Absolutely. And that uh, guest that we were speaking of, PGA Tour caddy, Trey Billardello. What's happening? Oh, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for talking. Give you some applause here. Fire the guy up. (laughs) Thank you. So, Trey, how are we doing? Thanks for coming on, man. Where are we? Uh, I'm in Jupiter, Florida. I'm at my condo. Um, Just been hanging here for a while. Not doing much. Nice. COVID hasn't uh, kept you locked inside too much. Uh, man, I like being inside. If anything, <laughs> I don't know. Especially this time of the year, it's getting a little humid down there. Man, it's raining every day. Uh, actually, I went to the beach yesterday and uh, went and sat down on my chair. The rule is, if you go to the beach, you have to stay active and like you have to be walking. You can't even lay down on a towel or something. So I was, I kind of cut my day short at the beach. Yeah, I know it was like that in Australia. They opened up the beaches for exercise only, and that lasted about a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was kind of weird, but um, whatever. Take it. At least you got a beach. Hard to, to, sit hard on. to exercise with that cooler full of beer under your arm. You know what I mean? That's good. Nah, be- those trulies are light, bro. <laughs> <laughs> They're deadly as well. Sweating them out yeah. in the in the heat and humidity down there. But at least yeah, you, it's coming out now. You're able to get golfing, right? Oh, absolutely. I live on a course. Uh, I didn't actually ever have to stop playing golf because it's a it's a private club or semi-private, whatever you want to call it. And they never it's in Martin County. They never shut down. Um, and I live with all old people. So it's like, dude, they're like 60 plus. And uh, we have this driving range and they can't you have to bring your own balls and then go pick them up. These what? old people ain't going out. Yeah, I have it to myself. <laughs> Not, uh, dude, the old people ain't hitting balls and picking them up like they just whatever it's uh it's been good what the old boys didn't go out and buy their own shag bags that's strange no well they they're do they're just so old they can't hit them you know they only hit it 100 yards but then they got to go pick them up and it's like they don't feel like walking i don't know they 
and they see Let's Trey, go to the party. They see Trey down there smashing seeds, and they're like, I don't, I like, I don't know if I should be down there right now, <laughs> right? Like, so I'll just let him keep doing it. He seems like he knows. No, what I'm, doing. I'm very friendly to him. I'll help him out. They're uh, always they're nice people. That's yeah. so funny. I love it. <laughs> they hold the wisdom, right? I guess. I don't know. They they seem uh, kind of dumb sometimes. But I think never... COVID's thinning the herd out a little bit here too. So maybe it'll free up some tee times with the golf course there. Absolutely. Just give me a golf cart. That's all I want. Exactly. There you go. Love it. So Trey, why don't we uh we can go a little bit into your background? I mean, you have quite a quite a past to say the least, but uh take us back into how you got into golf and then how you kind of got into caddying, how that uh, journey all went out. Uh golf, I just grew up on a golf course, always lived on a course. Um maybe I guess in middle school, um I had an older brother. I was in 6th grade, he was 7th grade. He, I made the baseball team and he didn't. And, um, I just didn't like that picking teams. And it's like, you know, golf's like, Hey, you shoot a score, you make the team. So, uh, I kind of like that aspect of it. And, um, like I said, living on a course, it just made it easy to just pick golf. So it's kind of how I got into it. Um, how I get into caddying, dude, my mom has been like a big help with everything. She's, um, She's pushed me to do everything, but she signed me up for this caddy for a day contest with Ken Duke. And, um, I won it. I got thousands of votes. I won the thing and I got the caddy for Ken Duke. And, um, that's eventually I talked to his caddy and that's how I got started caddying. So did you like, did you get some work at a club? Were you doing the private club caddy circuit or was it just like you jumped straight into someone's bag on a tour? Um, to start my tour caddy, I literally, I drove, um ken duke's caddy his name's phil he called me by accident he meant to call another tray there's two trays out there yes and um i got to talking i was like hey man how do i get to you know to start caddying he's like dude just get in your car and drive to the next nationwide event i think it was called at the time Mm -hmm. and um he's like you got a 50 50 shot but whatever um so i just drove to um athens georgia and just stood in the parking lot and um just what's talking to people and eventually this kid ted smith came up and said do you want a caddy and i said yeah and um i think i did like 23 weeks in a row after that it's pretty wow. cool wow. same, same the- guy with ted no ted was a monday qualifier okay and, um i got paid like 600 bucks he made the cut it was like Dude, I thought I was like, I don't know. It was the coolest thing oh, ever. That's crazy. We've, yeah. been, we've been having a lot of these chats, and it's nice to get a parking lot success story yeah, on the show totally, because it's like, totally. yeah, people have been telling us about how that was a strategy, but maybe it's not working as much anymore, and it's nice to get a guy on the show that's taking it and run. Yeah, and to be honest, if that if I didn't get that job, like I wasn't going to the next – I didn't have enough money to go to the next week. Like I wasn't going to – I would have drove home and said, man, that's, you know, I would have figured something else out. I, who knows? I'm glad it happened. That's all I know. That's mm-hmm. cool. I, I did find it interesting. And I, you might be actually the first caddy that we've talked to or and golfer in general. And this is really nice to hear that your mom was the one that kind of pushed you to get going on all that. Like it's always, yeah, I just went out and played golf with my dad and just kind of fell into golf. Dude, my mom, yeah, she, um, she was all for it, man. She knew because I was catting up at Whistling Straits. I was even, I was, I wasn't even in Florida. I was in Wisconsin, and there was this contest in Florida. She goes, "When you get back, I, you know, I, I set you up for this contest. I hope you win." And um, and I did. I won, and uh, it definitely helped me out getting on tour. 
Huge shout out to Trey's mom, right? We got yeah, I was going to say, exactly. Hopefully a new listener on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I was whistling straights. Like, how sick is that golf course? Oh, dude, it's, that place is unbelievable. Um, the best part is the rent was 300 bucks a month. Um, and drinks were like four, two for four bucks, Grey Goose, you know? And it's oh. it's the people that made it cool up there. The, those Midwest people or whatever they're called, I don't even know. Um they're just really cool people, man. They just eat food, drink, and be happy. And uh, But the golf course, um, man, it's kind of sucked to caddy, to be honest. You're on a five-hour hike on this tough-ass course, and you're going hills and lost balls. And it's like when uh, – actually, the coolest thing was the weather change. From the driving range, it would be – to the first green because it was right near Lake Michigan. There was like a twenty degree change in in the coolness, and um, I'll never forget that, dude. It, it just hits your face. It's pretty cool. That's cool. Is Stricker yeah. up there much? I know he plays out there a little uh, bit. I guess he's an ambassador for the golf course, but no, I think I saw maybe uh, some LPGA girls up there um, when I was there, but nobody. Or you know what? A bunch of baseball players too. When they were playing the Brewers, they'd come up and play. Like I think Greg Maddox. Um, oh, yeah. was up there. John Smoltz. Smoltz was a he's, he's, he's playing Champions Tour now, isn't he? Or trying yeah, to? Or something? Trying to. Yeah, good for yeah. him, man. Yeah, good. that's cool. Apparently, yeah. the Braves had like, I think it was Maddox and I think Glavin at the time, and there was one other. They were like hardcore. Didn't matter where yep. they went, they were finding a track, and there was gonna be major games played. <laughs> skip, skip the baseball game, just play golf. Yeah. <laughs> I think John Rocker was a part of that crew. That was probably <laughs> the name, yeah. Rounding out the foursome. Nah, <laughs> very nice. Unbelievable. So jump. So walk us through, you're jumping on the Nationwide Tour, you're working 23 weeks, and then what, you had a break, you got a better bag. How was that whole struggle? Um, I was actually, so the first year, I kind of just took whoever would take me, you know, and, and happily. Um, but at the end of that year, or I guess the start of the next year, I really wanted to get like a, you know, a bag, so to say. Um, my dad went to high school with Julie Inkster and was at some party out in California. They were whatever. And he had been telling stories, you know, my kid's caddy and blah, blah, blah. Well, she knew this guy, Jeff Brejo. And, um, she's like, well, connect them. And, uh, he sent me a text and I caddied for, I drove to Louisiana. I think it was the first week for him. And, um, he's, it was like a trial period. This is my first ever like trial period, you know, for a pro golfer. That yeah, you got an audition, right? Yeah. So I'm like, you know, pretending, I don't know, just doing all the work that I could do. And at the end of the week, I, he sat down and he pulls his checkbook out and he goes, man, you're a really good caddy. And I want you to keep going with me. And I'm, uh, that's something that like just stuck with me to like, an experienced guy to say that yeah. to me. Like it, it just to, meant a lot to get that and, validation uh, of like, holy, like, wow, I must actually be good at this. Dude, I was getting paid fucking not. I mean, 700 bucks a week, whatever it was like. I could have, it was like 5,000, you know, yeah. it was, it was the money. It was nothing. And, uh, you almost have to be stupid to start out doing it, to not realize that you're not going to make money. Like mm -hmm. it's all for, for the love of it, you know? Yeah. You caddied with Annie Park. Uh, I know in the, the email thread, I don't know if there's, you want to tell us about that whole experience, but it sounded uh, like you were riding the highs and the lows. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was quite a week um atlantic city she wins i win twenty six thousand dollars 
I was, that was the biggest check I think I got at the time. Um, but before that, the week started, I want to say I had like three or four grand in my bank account. And that might've been a lot at the time, but come Sunday, yeah. dude, I had $29 in my bank account. <laughs> I, I'm just a gambler, man. I'm at the casino. Um, I just, yeah, I knew I was going to get a weekly check, whatever. Didn't care. Um, what's your dude, game if you win, what's your game at the the old yeah what's your poison Atlantic everything City? man everything craps uh i love roulette blackjack with just any anything i think roulette um just because i i don't i just like red numbers i guess i don't yeah. i'm always down with the red ones so uh i think we need, to, we need to put this into context for the listeners Trey is sitting in front of a photo of the strip in <laughs> Vegas. So, yeah, you can tell the love of gambling out of this man. I love it. There's the yeah, validation. Yeah. I got an, I got a big welcome to Vegas above my bed. Uh, yeah, I love I love gambling, man. It's 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 a rush. You're a gambling man, as they would say. There you go. Damn. That's cool. So we spent some time on the LPGA tour and had a couple of decent bags, actually uh throughout your journey so let's talk about that a little bit um yeah honestly annie park's probably one of the coolest per persons i've ever caddied for she is a bat like she's fearless more fearless than anybody like um you know a lot of these golfers at like q school they got nine holes to go and they got to shoot 10 under and they're like fuck it man let's you know let's go for it and it's like dude why don't you show up with that attitude you know <laughs> and that's what she would show up with like let's fucking go from from the start um probably so she was awesome yeah, that's some good energy to work with, hey? Like, does it become like a, does she become like your sister? Kind of like, what's that relationship nah, like? Um, I don't know. There, she's pretty cute, and I was single, so, oh, and I know she's, no, 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 I wasn't like that. Was thinking, like, it's, no, but it's like hard for, like, how do I project, hey, I don't want to get at you, but like, you're but a I pro do. golfer, you're pretty cute. Oh. It's like, you know, and she had her, she had a boyfriend, so it's like, it's kind of hard for people just to look at me and be like, Oh, he doesn't want to hook up with this girl because he's single. And it's like, I mean, I kind of do, but I'm also working. <laughs> yeah. I'm also interested that, in but... her being a successful golfer and us as a team right there. Right. Yeah. Like I, uh, there, there was no, like none of that going on or nothing, but, um, but it does happen on the LPGA tour. Oh yeah. Yeah. What happens everywhere. PGA tour. I mean, it's yeah. Like get after it, dude. Why not? <laughs> i love that so we've kind of you've spent your time on the lpga and then you transitioned to the pga or to the nationwide uh, actually i was like the lpga was just like a a little stint honestly it was like a one and a half year stint um i cared for moria jutanagarn she was um how good are those sisters man they're amazing uh, she made me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every single day we'd go play. And uh, she <laughs> hated ever. Yeah. Right. No, nah, <laughs> she hated eating on the course. Like that was her, but she wanted me to like make her eat like that. You know what I mean? She had to get energy. She just hated eating. Yeah. Uh, loved eating off the course, but on the course hated it. So I would always pull out my sandwich and I would just, I just, Ooh, lunchtime, like, you know, kind of make it. <laughs> she hated me for that, but she, I always got her to eat and, uh, that's what she wanted. That's cool. So when did you make that transition over to the PGA tour then? Well, I had caddy my third year ever. I got a job caddying on the PGA tour. I've been caddy since 2008. So when I caddied for Annie, I want to say that was 2016, like eight years after being, 
nationwide PGA kind of going back and forth. Um, what did I say? The yeah, third year I carried for tag ridings on the PGA tour. And then, um, just kind of bounced up and down after that from nationwide to PGA kind of honestly back and forth every other year I'd be on the PGA tour. Okay. Um, what's your favorite tournament? Uh, it's gotta be the John Deere classic. <laughs> the unofficial fifth major. <laughs> Absolutely. Yo, that I've had such bad luck and such good luck at that place. It's, uh, it's unforgettable. Tell us about your experiences with the old John Deere. All right. It started off bad. I think when things start off bad, that's when like, and something good happens, that's when the good part even feels better. Totally. But, um, uh, it's guy for Jim Herman. I'm broke again. I got no money, not from him playing bad. I think I was just filling in or something. And a lot of times dude, caddies, when I say I'm broke, a lot of caddies are broke. Like you got three, 400 bucks in your bank account. Like that's all you got. Mm-hmm. And you're waiting on that check. So I don't think I had very much money in my bank account, less than 500 easily. So I would have been gambling. Um, he gives me a check for 1200 or 1500 bucks on Friday. Cause he missed a cut. And we had had this bet earlier in the, earlier in the week when LeBron was getting going from Miami to Cleveland, if LeBron went to Cleveland, I won and he had to go to the roulette table and bet 20 bucks on the number six and 23 for 10 spins. That was our bet. Whatever. If he stayed in Miami, I had to do it. So eventually he got traded during the week. So Jim had to pay his debt to me eventually. Um, well, I cashed my check for all the money I have, 1200, 1500 bucks, whatever. We're going to meet at the casino. And um, before he gets there, I lose every single dollar cause from that check no. before you got there. Just wait. You, you go to the, Hey, when you get a check from your player, you go to the tour, they cash it. They give you cash right on hand. And I went oh, straight shit. to Doomer's. Lost all my money. So I'm like, shit, when he shows up, like, please, God, six and 23, please. Dude, it didn't even come close. We lost all 10 spins. Oh, and he's no. like, all right, see you later, bud. Have a good one. And I'm in Mobile, Illinois, and I got to drive all the way back to Florida. And I have no money, dude. I'm like, oh, what no. the fuck? Um, Luckily, I mean, my sister took care of me. I called her up. I told her exactly what happened. I couldn't call my mom. <laughs> she would not have liked that. Yeah. But my sister helped me out. And, um, man, that was uh, that was kind of a rush, a bad rush, I would say. <laughs> Be like, hey, I need you to Venmo that money ASAP. <laughs> how was, how was Jim Herman uh, as a player? That's got to be an interesting guy to be on the bag for, the president's um, buddy. Yeah, he's a way cool dude. He's... um kind of like business-like but pretty cool too um really into sports always listening to some uh talk show or something just all about sports really man that's all we'd ever talk about we'd and he was a club there. pro he was a club pro at doral or something was he not What's um i think somewhere trump bedminster up in okay, jersey yeah. yeah okay um he's a cool dude man he just loves sports and hey, he loved his family too man that's his family was a big part of his like when you got the caddy for him, like you were a part of the family. Like that was kind of the, you knew that he was taking care of them. Like they were very important. Trump, um, apparently, Trump apparently really pushed him to get, get him on tour. Like he, they played a bit together, but he was really encouraging. He's like, why are you still, you know, he's like, I'm glad that you work for me at my track, but you should really be on tour. And he was like very encouraging for Jim. Shocking to hear Trump uh, say somebody's the best or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's endorsing news. someone. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, no, no. He's uh, 
I don't know. I have, I like Trump. I like I like Obama. I like I don't want to. I don't know. It's not a I like them all. Show. We don't even have to get political. Yeah. 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 We're yeah, going to yeah, talk yeah. about golf, man. All right. I kind of want to like, I don't know if we're allowed to go here or whatnot, but uh, 202, right? That's a big, that's a, that's a wild adventure. I'd like to just really know that whole day and what happened for the listeners that don't know before we go in. So this is a U.S. open qualifying. You shoot 202, the highest recorded score in a U.S. open qualifier. Go on. Tell us this. Um, (laughs) It was the U.S. am qualifier. Sorry. And. I don't, I can't really say everything because I, there's other to. people involved that I, I don't, I just don't want to get them. And I don't know. Yeah, that's I don't want to say too much, but, um, I'll tell you guys after everything, sure. but, yeah. um, <laughs> like I, the thing that bothered me about the two, the, everything after that was like all the articles that came out, like they weren't telling the truth. So in my mind, it's like, when I go talk about this, like, why do I have to tell the truth? Like if he's going to lie, like, why can't I lie? and make something stupid up um man that was probably that was just a big mistake um as funny as it was to my circle of friends that we were you know you're all um, in on it so it's funny to you guys right yeah it would dude i'm i swear to you i was laughing for like i remember leaving the course i remember walking up to post my score i'm like are they even gonna take this like <laughs> dude, the guy, how is he gonna take this yeah he I'm, la- I'm laughing my ass off um I'm filming the whole thing too. Cause I wanted to get his reaction and, um, dude, he took my score. It's crazy. But, um, it just, uh, man, it kind of ruined a lot of things for me. Caddy wise. Um, I got suspended for six months at least. Yeah. And at the time I was getting for Matt every, and he was in the FedEx cup and I've never caddied in the FedEx cup. Um, so I had to miss out on that. That was, uh, Oh, so the PGA Tour suspended you. Like, they just yanked it yeah. right there. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, when I gave – I don't know. If I, I'm not good at interviews. Have you heard my last one on the on the barstool thing? But mm-hmm. um, I could – I just shouldn't even have talked. Like, I didn't have enough good – I couldn't say anything, really, because the PGA Tour was still – I said investigating. Right. I don't know what word you want to say. They were looking into the situation, and, um, and I, they hadn't come down with anything. My thought was, like, all right, if I say I tried the whole time, if I don't ever, it, like, they're gonna, they could have suspended, like, caddies get suspended for life, dude. Like, you get a light, there's no coming back. Right. But, like, my thought was, like, if I have on record that I say I tried, I never goofed around or did this, I was injured or whatever protect, it was. You're like, protected, yeah. Yeah, like, if I did get suspended for life, I could go say, hey, like, I never admitted to fucking around out there and goofing off. Like, mm-hmm. and anyone that says, Oh, did you mean to shoot 202? Like, how dumb are you? Of course, bro. Like, how do you, yeah, how yes. do you even shoot? How, yeah, how, how do you, do you, how you actually not shoot do that? Like, 202 without trying. Now, the front nine where I shot 69, I honestly tried on holes one through seven. The last two holes, that's when I kind of was like, and I still hadn't decided I'm going to shoot a 200. And it wasn't, I don't know. The PGA Tour dropped some things on me, like, and I don't want to say anything bad about them. I, yeah. I don't, I'm not right. trying to talk shit about them. But they brought up, because I had a caddy credential, like, I signed a paper that said, I guess I follow some rules that I didn't know I followed, even when I wasn't at a tour event. Right. Mm. Like, there, you can't gamble on golf. You ha- there's, a, there's a rule that says any credentialed person must give their best effort during a golf tournament. 
Now, little did I know that included me in a USAM qualifier, but that was like one of the reasons that I got suspended. And um, mm. so it said, hey, so it said like you had to give your best effort. So I'm trying to tell the guy like I did. I was injured. <laughs> and he goes, man, he's like, you shot 69 on the front. Why didn't you just quit? And I said, because I was trying to give my best effort. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Dragon and appendage bleeding from the face. Are you just aiming for the hazards at this point? Or like how many, (laughs) like how many putts was the most putts you took on a green that day? Um, probably honestly, like I did most of the work on the tee. Like I didn't even say it. Like I sat there on the tee and the kid I played with, um, he was cool with it. Like there wasn't any, if the kid's 19 or 18, like this, he's getting ready to go to college. Like this is a big tournament for him. I'm not going to like, I know you said, Oh, two Oh true. How is that not distracting? But dude, we were the first group off of our side in a twosome and we caught up to a threesome. We played three holes on our back nine. The same time it took us to play our front nine, whatever. So we're waiting every oh, tee shot. That like, might be we're the waiting. most impressive part of the story. Yeah. You <laughs> kept the pace. That's huge. Yeah, no, go, we said, we were the, no, we were the first group off. We were when we caught up to the to our, the next nine. We waited every tee. So like, if I'm tapping the ball around ten or fifteen times, so, we're almost like having fun. We're almost lat like otherwise yeah, it's yeah. fucking miserable sitting there for thirty five minutes watching some guy fucking push his push cart out there. Shoot brains out. Yeah, and, and we were like laugh like there's we would not have laughed and had as much fun as we had, I'm not saying what I did was right at all. What I did was stupid and wrong, but fucking sitting there tapping it. We're laughing. Yeah. What you realistically did was what every like weekend warrior does when they're sitting on a tee box, waiting to tee off. Right. Like I'm just bingo, bango, bongo back around with my you know, driver. Hit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you hit for the T marker and shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's basically well, what you did. <laughs> we were discussing like you know like when they're in baseball when there's an injury the pitcher gets to like throw some extra pitches and stay warm you're sitting on the tee for 20 minutes like you should get a net to hit into or something like what you know like yeah the kicker oh. the kicker that gets the net on the sidelines <laughs> yeah why don't you get that in golf bro <laughs> i don't I hate that, that i kind of like that yeah that's nice the one thing i will say is uh, about a month before this, I won the member guest at the same golf course, Mayaku Lakes. Wow. I set, hey, I set the record in their shootout. I shot five under in four holes. I went birdie, eagle, birdie, birdie. Set the record. <laughs> that doesn't help your story at all, I'm sure. Hey, and, well, the, hey, and then I pl- actually played in a tournament two weeks before that, and I had m- uh, multiple double-digit score. Like, dude, I, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, so not, uh, everybody has to- the day. It's not totally unbelievable. I had mine yesterday. Everybody has a day. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. It comes and goes. <laughs> you had 30K win, though. Yeah, a little bit different. But so <laughs> we, we now leave that uh, that qualifier. And yeah, we're, there's some issues going on with PGA Tour. But you decide, all right, we're going to flip the script on this. And we're going to make something good happen to this. Tell us what you did right after that. What do you mean? With uh, with a bit of a flight out to uh, down to the oh, strip. Oh, and- yeah, yeah. Well, that's when after I got suspended. That's when I got suspended, dude. I got fired from my. I, I lost everything. I lost my job here, my caddy job in Jupiter. Like nobody was hiring me. I was like, this just sucks. So I'm like, fuck it, dude. I'm gonna take eight grand. I'm gonna fly to Vegas. And dude, I could not lose. I swear, anything I bet, winner. 
Wow. Winner, winner, winner. Like chicken dinner. I won. I, I want to say it was fifty two thousand dollars. I won. Uh, I, I, you know what? I came home with over sixty thousand dollars because when I was coming back home through the airport, I mean, it was a stack of hundies like this, and it was in my backpack. And when I put it through the X ray, they called me to the side because there was like, you know, they were like, "What is this stack?" And I'm like, "It's money." Like. What, you know, but they had to go do some report. They had to report it and write it down. They asked me how much it was. And I was like over 60,000. <laughs> and, uh, it like, happy. Sir, you can only fly with uh, 10. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't think I thought I was going to get in trouble, but like, I don't know. It's Vegas and it's money. But, uh, I want to say my biggest bet was $20,000. I still got the picture of the selfie where I'm holding the ticket. Uh, the Braves over Marlins. I don't know what when it was, but they, the Braves were losing, dude, like two to one. And I'm in the eighth inning shitting myself. I'm like, dude, 20 grand. I, this is huge. Fucking Freddie Freeman hits a home run, ties it up. Dude, I went, I just, I had to get out of the bar. I went running out and, uh, cause I had sent the picture to all my buddies, you know, 20 people knew that I was betting 20 grand. They're watching that game pretty intensely too. Um, I went back to my room. And as I'm going there, I'm getting all these texts. Another run, another run, winner. And uh, and you're losing your mind wow. at this point. Like, yeah. That was exciting. That's crazy. What <laughs> That's a that rush. Like? Wow. like, I can't even imagine just the, like, you know, like, I get excited watching the Edmonton Oilers play hockey up here. And <laughs> I've never been close, like, maybe 50 bucks on a game. 20 grand. Now that's, like, some uncut gems type of crap. Yeah, you know, I tipped. I ended up tipping a dealer thirty five hundred bucks on a roulette. Um, wow! So I won a bunch. Of, I had an extra. I had two extra hundred dollar chips. So I said, "Fuck it, dealer." If uh, Jordan twenty three, if twenty three hits, we're splitting this. And I, I'll never say this again because I don't feel like giving up thirty five hundred bucks, <laughs> dude. It fucking hit twenty three, and I was like, "We are shitting ourselves." And he looked like he looked at me. He's like, "Do you really want to give that to me?" I'm like. Yeah, dude, like take it. it. I was up That's 40 it. grand at the time. I'm like, there you go, man. Fucking have, have a good day. That's a, a big dick day, man. Holy shit. Just yeah, going was, all out. Hey, wow. I think that I'd like awesome. to go to Vegas with you, but I'd also be terrified to go to <laughs> Vegas with you. I, I've leave the deed hey, to the I've house gone, at home. Hey, <laughs> hey, I've gone and lost it all and had to fly back using miles. Like it's that that flight is not fun. Yeah. Say that. No. That's I'm, dedication, though. Yeah, that we, is hardcore. And we had a like the Tom Jackson scaled back version. We flew down to LA with a couple of buds and we're like, let's drive to Vegas. Drove to Vegas and then losing like $700 in like six hours, right? Like in my world, that's yeah. like, no, not cool. Our one bud's like, hey, I want to go to the wax museum. And we're like, he's like, but I bet you two degenerates would rather just go put like a hundred bucks down on black and see if you do it and we just looked at each other we're like yeah that's exactly what we're gonna do if we win we'll go to the wax museum if we don't well sorry but yeah we ended up losing and then just having the saddest drive home to la (laughs) (laughs) because he's like i didn't even like we went to vegas didn't even get to see the wax museum Uh, yeah i I even left the casino you did mention Matt every so how long were you on the bag for Matt and, and how was that relationship? You said you guys made it to the FedEx Cup and unfortunately you were kind of cut short, but what was um, it like caddy for hat? He uh man, he's interesting. He's a really cool dude. I love that guy. Um like the first week I worked for him or second week, he made me didn't really make me, but he pretty much insisted that I watch a video of Liam Gallagher and the and the Oasis. And um 
Like I know he named his kid Liam. Like he's very like Liam oh. Gallagher's his boy. Like yeah. he, you want to know uh, me, you need. Did to he call you Liam, Liam at all? <laughs> no, no, no. He no, no, no. He, Puts that was the lotion guy. on. He um he kind of. I don't want to say too much about him. I don't. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. We're not here to but, um, beat anybody's character up. He likes that the fact that dude, like the rock star type, like fly to Vegas, fucking gamble all your shit, lose all your money, go out with the girl. Like for me, like he's almost living vicariously through me. You know what I mean? In certain situations, um, he liked that I would do kind of dumb shit, like the two hundred two. Like, like he knew what was going on when I was. I'm texting him. You know, mm-hmm. like he's telling me you post that shit, like whatever. I, it's just like he kind of—I don't know. He's my side. He's he's my—he's a good friend. He's 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 like me, but he actually has tens of millions of dollars. And yeah, he's a buddy. He's at home yeah, reading the Bible. You're out partying. That's what that's what's going on. Well, right? now that's me. I'm actually I'm the one reading the Bible now. Do you find do you find that um, kind of just to piggyback what you're saying there? Do you find that tour players because Nowadays, like the player itself, every player is their own brand and there's so many eyes on them that, yeah, it's nice to have a caddy that's super reliable is there every week. But at the same time, like you said, it is kind of nice to live vicariously through your buddy because you know that you can't do that. So do you think guys want to have someone like that around that they would or enjoy? Or it's a bit that? of a shift too, right? Like, I mean, the spotlight's kind of on you instead of him, so... I've caddied for this guy. I don't know. I'm not going to say his name, but he said, if you don't show up to the first tee smelling like booze and pussy and have a good story from me, I don't want to fucking see you. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yes, that's sir. Like, okay. I'm in. Yes, sir. Dude, bro, you know what I don't get is a lot of time these these players will hire a caddy and then it's the first week with them and they get to a hole and like, what do you think? It's eight or seven. It's like, bro, you're the player. Like, Tell the caddy, like, hey, watch this fucking shot. Like, I'm going to show you what I'm about to do. Like, you know what I mean? That's kind of what this guy was doing who told me these stories. Like, I'm going to show you. Tell me what club to hit. I'll fucking hit the other club. Tell me seven. I'll fucking hit eight and prove you wrong. Like, you'll be wrong all day. Yeah. And, and then, like, um, let me get to know you a little bit before you just start asking me six or seven, right? Do you think a lot of these guys on tour now need babysitters? They need guys on the bag that can steer them around? Like, I know the old school days, it was a little more the, like you said, you know get, some, get know, some beer like in I, you. Yeah, like I, 2008, I don't know if that's old school days, but that's when I started. But I feel like there was a lot more older guys playing on the Nationwide Tour. Like I was Nationwide. There was a, way, a lot more older guys, and every one of them had a yardage book. Like every one of them was pacing off their yardages. They're all getting their numbers. Now today, a lot of the golfers, like they don't carry a yardage book. Like they don't – nothing wrong with that. But they – um, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I'm not in, I'm not a golfer. I don't know. But a lot of them, uh, rely on the caddy, like a hundred percent, maybe too much. Yeah. Like they're almost like a soldier, right? They yeah. I wouldn't told. say too much. I would just say like, they have a lot of faith in them. And cause a lot of them are good. I mean, they, you got guys that have been doing it for 15 years. They know the courses, you know, they might have this young kid that's only played the course in a practice round or two. Like, yeah, I'm going to rely on that guy. Like, when you go to Africa, you're going to rely on your safari guy because he knows where the hell he's going. Right. And it's just he's one, been there forever. And one less thing for you to be focusing your attention on when it's like, no, let's try and narrow in on what is actually important here. And if numbers yeah, yeah. and stuff, I can just rely on you for that. I can just focus on, like, being in the moment, right? 
Yeah, I, you know, maybe um, maybe they want to control their – I don't know. I don't know, man. They just uh, – maybe they want to hear a, one number and one thing, and, and the caddy knows how to explain that to them real well. Yeah, um, simplify the process a little bit. Well, yeah. I, th- I think we all know that, like, golfers have very fragile minds as is. So it's kind of nice to just have that little bit of a reassuring voice in the back saying, that's the number. Just do that. Oh, okay. Go make a confident like, swing. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I was not allowed to say to Matt every, like, he, he, <laughs> if I ever said, like, hey, yeah, man, just trust it, he would look at me, and it, he'd almost, <laughs> it's almost like he did a bad shot on purpose, and he's like, well, I fucking trusted it. What the <laughs> fuck? It didn't go in. What the, you know, like, trust it, huh? Yeah. He, okay, sound, he sounds like fun, man. He'd be a great guy to have out for a round. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, That's dude, hilarious. He, he's a lot of fun. He's, um, he's a, I mean, he's a good player too. So he's got every right to tell you to like, fuck off basically. Oh yeah. And he, and, and I, I dude, I'll, can I tell a funny story about him, please? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's do it. Um, man, like I had with him, the wind is very important and he, dude, he'll go at every pin. So if the pins on the left side of the green, and the wind's swirling. In my mind, I'm like, all right, I'm going to say the wind's off the right because I don't want him to miss left. So, And even if the wind's off the left and it moves it right, he still isn't short-sighted. So that would be kind of my, if you don't know, do it that way. And sometimes I'd be wrong. And the, the ball would go right. And, and, of course, he hit it perfect. And I'd get yelled at. So I got told during the Byron Nelson, like, bro, you're not calling the wind anymore. You're off. Wind, done. No more. <laughs> We get, we're playing with Trey Molinax and some, and we get to a hole like three or four holes later after he had told me, you're not allowed to say anything about the wind. Okay. So he goes, uh, pick up grass, throw the grass, check the wind, throw the grass. So I throw the grass and, um, and it blows downwind and I'm like, Oh no, he goes, do it again. Throw it up, blows downwind. And in my mind, I swear I knew it was into the wind, but it was just, for some reason, it blew down when his shot came up like 15, 10, 15 yards short. It was on the green, but um, he starts fucking cussing me out. He's like, you're always wrong. You can't even get the wind right. <laughs> and I, I start laughing because it's like, dude, I never said a word. Like, I just threw up grass and you t- it's, you're not your wind. You're so bad. And I'm like, <laughs> not a fucking laughing. meteorologist, man. I'm a fucking yeah. daddy. What do you want from me? I threw up grass. <laughs> And you said, I'm wrong. It's like the grass was wrong, not me. Um, so I'm laughing, which infuriates him even more, dude. Like, so mad. And and the green is really big, like left to right. It's a, it's just a big green. So when you go put the bag in the back left, the pin was on the right side. Um, the bag's kind of far away. Well, he hits his first putt like four or five feet. And he, dude, every time he looked at me with his mad face, I would just start laughing because it was, I couldn't understand how mad he was at me for throwing up nothing. <laughs> and um, so he's got four or five feet laughing. Could you think it's so fucking funny? He's like, go grab my wedge. I'll putt with my wedge. And honestly, I was, I was going to go do it, but the uh, Kang's putt, his through line, I couldn't go to the bag. It was kind of far. So I never got the wedge. I wish I would have. <laughs> and he goes, I'm going to miss this putt on purpose. And you can tell me if you still think it's funny. <laughs> And, um, dude, he lifts this putt in and for some reason he, he like looks up and we just start laughing together and it was all I don't good. Know. Yeah, it was all good. He just had to let it out a little bit. 
What are the guys in your group thinking at that point? You're just getting ragged on. Like, what? Uh, Kang, I don't know. He was saying too much. But uh, Molinax, I remember him laughing because I was, because Matt was kind of dogging me. Like, and he just likes to deflect things. Like, I didn't take it personal. This is just him getting his anger out, whatever. Um, he's like, you know, you're shit. You, you don't, you can never get the wind right. And Molinax is hearing this. And I'm like, man, I got to, like, almost was like, hey, Trey, like, I just threw up grass. So I didn't even say the wind um because i knew he could hear it but yeah um i don't know you gotta, you gotta protect you at this point too right because yeah i was well, kind of trying to but uh i remember we all walked off that green laughing like i think trey oh, was good i remember think, that moment i think trey would laugh hard for that one like, yeah he seems yeah, like he would. would love that dude the wind's probably the worst honestly the wind is the worst thing out there like you can you can get everything else dialed in the wind is that's the hardest you don't know where you, you are you supposed it. to be carrying a barometer around like holding it up uh, in the sky or like what the fuck throw up grass i guess I don't that's know. it man that's all you got really right yeah actually a lot of the courses you guys play i mean they're well treed in courses everything's swirling where you guys are standing as soon as it gets up it's completely different yeah that was at the barn house it was pretty wide open so it was like i, I don't know it was there's just wind though dude it changes up did they have that one at uh trinity yeah, that was uh, that was last year's when he finished second. So that was uh, that was a good week. What's the next chapter, Trey? Tell us what's going on. What are you looking forward to? Um, man, I want to get back to caddy, and I actually had a job with this kid for the Jacksonville tournament for the Corn Ferry. Mm-hmm. But um, I got a job through his coach. He set me up with the kid, and then the kid went online and Googled me. <laughs> read all these articles about me shooting 202 and said he didn't want me working for him and um man it's just that's almost why i came to i don't know these people think i'm an asshole for shooting a high score and it's like i'm not a bad person man like i i don't know how to own up to it i mean i fucking did it like slip in judgment maybe yeah yeah it was like well i thought it was just funny at the time and it's not funny um, you know, they're, uh, you're disrespecting the game and I, you know, I did like, I, I don't know. So the next chapter, um, I'll find somebody, um, the caddy for, and, um, you know, you ever, did you watch the Michael Jordan thing? The, uh, what oh, the last yeah. dance was called, like he always used little things to kind of like tick him off and, and get him driven. And, and honestly, like this thing's been in my ass for fucking a long time. And like, it's really got me. Dude, I want to get back there. Just I don't care who I caddy for. Like I just want to get back out there. You know, um, shooting two of two in a qualifier does not take away your abilities to caddy. That has no. nothing no, to but, do with. Yeah, it. they probably look and say well, his judgment is obviously shit. But like, people are fucking sensitive, man. But that's how you learn, right? Like to to realize, okay, maybe the game means a little more to me than that because that was just fun. But now seeing how people have taken this, that like I don't want to offend the game of golf. I love the game of golf, and like. Yeah, what I did in that moment was like momentary lapse of judgment because like I kind of shit the bed on the first seven holes and was just trying to make it fun. And we move on, right? Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, that year I had made $100,000 in three weeks. I'm a single guy. I live by myself. I don't have many bills. Like I thought I couldn't be top. Like I thought I was i'm on the tour i'm untouchable the, status i'm right caddying there. for a really cool guy you know it's like I, yeah i felt so untouchable and then like honestly it was probably the most humbling experience i've ever had to be like yo 
you ain't that badass. Like, you know, you're not that guy. So but you also are kind of badass because, like, just sitting down chatting with you, I feel like, yeah, if you were to just do a quick Google like I did before this, like, the media puts their spin on things. It's like not actually who you are and just spending this time chatting with you. It's like, Oh yeah. They want to make you out to be the big bad wolf, man, which sucks. Cause you know, we've been chatting for 45 minutes and we could just bro out and go play some golf. Yeah. Um, yeah, those articles, they just, uh, I don't know, man. They, you almost just can't even read that shit. It's pointless. Yeah. That's it. That's the thing is at the time when all this was happening, like, dude, it was like every day it was a, I just was almost just going on my phone to see what their people were saying about me. And it was like, I don't know, just something it's not good. Yeah. You know? I could put you in a bad headspace running scenarios and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Just not good for me. Maybe we'll get you paired up with our buddy Dally, right? You guys could be a good, I think you guys would get along well too, as just people. Oh yeah. All right. You'd have a great time. Uh, well, I need to get the bankroll back up before I'm going back to Vegas. <laughs> I was gonna say we'll meet in Vegas. Yeah, you guys could probably yeah, nah. realistically, you guys could have just some crazy while. money game like battle thing going down because Dally also like he can't play golf unless it's got like there's money on the line. Oh, so you exactly. two could be like, yeah, just move to Vegas and just start organizing crazy high profile gambling matches on the course. Yeah, that helps out when you're really good at golf, though, with winning. That's yeah, <laughs> that's integral key to the recipe, right? Yeah, I'm not the <laughs> not the best. Have you contemplated looking at um, tours outside of North America to caddy on? Nah, I don't, man. I don't like traveling. Honestly, I like the best part. I like driving. I could if I could drive all around the United States, I mm -hmm. would. Um, no, I just. Uh, has to no, stay in the states. <laughs> Do you have much experience no. driving large vehicles like a bus or an RV? <laughs> oh, uh, white vans. We might no, have uh, a job for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're thinking of starting one of those, like you know, in the '60s when they got they took the acid and they jumped on the bus and just ended up wherever. We're gonna start our own golf version of that, where it's like, hey, hop on the bus. We're gonna go play these courses. If you want to go, fly home. I like driving. All right, That's right. We, I like it too. We could get you in the caddy shack at every course we go to and see what, I, what we can uh, drum up for you. Yeah. What about uh, club caddying? Like, would you go back to a high profile course, maybe Cali or Florida, something like that? Uh, that I mean, I live in like... Florida. I um, actually did some part time caddying, still like available, but then now they're summertime series, so they don't have it as much. Um, right. Shit. I was, and I was caddying there. They had like a PGA day or where all the pros. And the pro from Mayaku shows up to where I am. And I'm like, hey, man, look familiar. You know, where, you know, can I help you find your hole? He's like, you're that guy. I, it, yeah, it's Winston from Mayaku, like who, Mr. Bill Ardello. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Look at, I don't know. He looked at me like I was a ghost. Like you never seen. It's like, bro, like. Beat it, Winston. Uh, <laughs> his name ain't Winston, but I don't know. Just <laughs> going to see your next birthday. You better leave. So I know, Trey, you've given us a bunch of wow stories to say the least but <laughs> there's got to be something without throwing dirt or anything like what is legitimately one of the craziest things you've seen on the golf course whether it be just regular playing or tour what about this day um, you had 50k in your golf bag when you're caddying or whatever that oh, was yeah. Give yeah. Us that, uh, one. that was who that does was that man that, that, well, that was the, i told the uh the bad john deere story when i lost all my money but two years later um, 
I had a thousand bucks and I got down to my last 400 and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Like first, I just was like, fuck it. Let's go. And dude, I couldn't lose. I just went all in. Win, win, win. I went like 18,000 that first night. And this is at the Joomers where there's, I mean, there's caddies, 20 caddies. They're all filling up tables. And um, I won like 18 grand. So I was like, dude, I'm, this is fucking awesome. The next night, um, I went like over 30. And then like, dude, walking into the cage with 30 grand in chips in front of all the caddies. And I was just, I remember I'd like throw out a couple hundred dollar chips to some guys. Like, here you fucking go. Like, you know. Whatever. I'm a man of the. So I had, yeah, I had over fifty thousand dollars cash, and I didn't want to leave it in the room. And I just bought this really cool Joomers fanny pack, so I'm like, I'm gonna put in there and bring it in the. We're just walking around the course with my laser and my my fifty grand, and I'll just walk up to guys and be like, "Hey, look what I won last night." (laughs) (laughs) You think you're good? uh, Look at this. (laughs) Yeah. So I was on like the twelfth hole, I think. My guy hit it left, and um. Benji Thompson, he was scared for somebody. He's like, bro, I heard you got 50 grand in the bag. Like, let me see it. <laughs> and I just unzipped the bag and folded it out. And I just had this big smile. And um, I don't know. That was just yeah, players was going for a ball. And there was 50K and Hundos in the bag. Like, what's going on here, bro? Is there a hit out? Here's the thing it's, he was, he's like in his late 40s playing really bad. Like, he knew every day I told him, I'm like, bro, I won 18. I'm up to 45. I'm over. Like he knew that I, at the end of the week, like I was going to be like, all right, dude, I'm out of here. Yeah. Cause they were going to our, uh, some hot place, the Barbasol, wherever that is, the Barbasol oh, yeah. super hot. He's grumpy every hole. And at the end of the week, I'm like, dude, I'm out, man. See, like, <laughs> I'm good. I'm okay. And, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if you like that, but I'll take this 50k and the 600 bucks you're gonna pay me, and I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, you know what I did. I drove straight to Whistling Straits. I got the first tee time. I played as a single, and um, I did not shoot in the 200s. I enjoyed my time. <laughs> I shot something lower than that, and that uh, was beautiful. A little extra tip to the beverage cart girl, maybe. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's so funny. Well, Trey, where can people find you and follow your journey along? Aside from Google. Uh, you know, I'm not too big. Um, not a big social media guy. That's yeah, good. No, I have it. They can go find me. Um, I guess Instagram. I don't know. And if you really care and want to know why I shot 202, you can ask me and I'll tell you everything. I just don't want to. I don't think it should be whatever. Uh, we'll clear that up yeah, for you. I'm don't worry. Of, I don't know. That's That's... That was a while ago, too. Honestly, if you come talk to me now, I'll probably um, give you a Bible verse and tell you, you know, how to get deeper in your faith, to be honest with you. That's uh, good for you, man. Yeah. That's I cool. don't know. That's um, that whole journey. Life's changed. The journey. I'll tell you that life's changed. And um, I'm in a good spot as for as bad as it's, it seems like I'm in a really good spot. Um, just mentally, physically, I've gained a bunch of weight. Go to the gym. I'm kind of just just driven more, I guess. And, um, I don't know. I'm pretty excited. I know something good will happen. So I'm just, I'm just waiting for that. Good for you, man. That's like, that's what we'd like to hear. Just keep, uh, keep on this path and you're going to, you're going to find something really great for you. I will. And I appreciate you guys, uh, wanting to talk, you know? Yeah. Uh, Thanks for sharing your time and your story, man. It's been, it's been a lot of fun, actually. It's been really good. Anytime. Uh, is the Canadian open going on up there? Let's (laughs) deal with that. Canadian Not this tour year. got shut down this year. Mackenzie tour is done, so we'll see what uh, the Canadian Open happen or how that happens. But uh, yeah, it's a little funny still with the tour and whatnot. But 
Looking meek. We're hoping next year. I mean, everybody's kind of looking forward to next year if, as soon as this new reality sets in, whatever that may be. And that is the one good thing about not caddying this year on the corn ferry is like, I'm early. Let's say I'm really not missing out. Like, you're not going to, it's not like you got some top 10 player that wants me anyway. So it's like, I don't know. Something will happen. Who knows? Yeah, man. Absolutely. You just got to put it out there. I think you should write a book. I think you, like, reading that email, I was like, this guy's a good storyteller, <laughs> right? Just yeah, hi- dude. hire an editor, write a book, or or write for the Four Jack podcast, right? Yeah, I just, Could do some that names too. you got to leave out. Um, it's okay. We don't I, even like, need I the names. To, like Winston. I kind of wanted to <laughs> tell the story about the guy pooping his pants. Go oh, ahead. yeah. You got to hear this. Yeah. Funny. But um, he showed up to the course, Q School First Stage, Breakers West. He shows up with a dozen balls, a roll of toilet paper, and a pair of pants. And he said, bro, I got food poisoning. I feel like shit. Put this in the bag. On the eighth hole, he hits a 30-footer to like six feet. And as normally, you just mark it. Dude, he ran up there, fucking tapped. He actually made the putt and went running off. He had to go across the street. It's like a 50-yard run at least into the trees. And I'm like, all right, I got to go. I knew I had the toilet papers, everything in the bag. So I run over there. Trey, give me the toilet paper. So I give him the toilet paper. I give him the pants. Dude, and there's shit all down his pants. Like, oh I don't think God. he was wearing underwear. I think he was free bone. Oh. <laughs> He's ready for he it. Ends up shooting, hey, he shoots even par this day, right? Puts the bag, puts the shit pants in the bag. No. The next day I show up and fucking pull the clubs out of his, his uh, trunk. I'm like, bro, it smells like shit still. He left the pants in the bag oh. all night. I'm like, dude, throw these fucking pants away. He's like, bro, they're $400 pants. They're, they're, some they're not designer anymore, pants. man. <laughs> throw the bag away. Fuck, never mind yeah. the pants. Jeez. Oh, yeah, throw the whole thing away. Oh my that gosh, jeez, that was funny. Did he get through? Did he get through Q school? No, he asked. He, I looked it up because I wanted to see what it. I know he missed, but it was close. He shot four over on the last nine, or five over on the last nine to miss by four. Oh. So if he would have shot even on the last nine holes, he would have made it. Jesus, no but it's like he touched on earlier. I mean, you got to bring that right out of the gate. You can't wait till the back yeah. nine and go. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now we're we're gonna play. Yeah, now what do we do? Gotta make nine birdies in three holes. Like it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Not exactly. happening. No, not happening. Well, Trey, we really appreciate you coming on today and just uh, donating some of your time to us. It was a great chat, man. It was a ton of fun. So yeah, this was a fun pod. We wish you the best right. moving forward. I appreciate it too. We're gonna stay on. Soon. We'll chat some more off off the record here. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll whatever you want. Love it. Okay. Well, thank you again for jumping on. And we'll uh, when the border opens up, we're gonna jump down there and we'll get a. Get some cards right. out and get uh, some time on the course. Yeah, come on down. All right. Love it. Cheers, folks. Hey, Peace, Trey. Cheers, man. Hello, 4Jack Podcast fam. It's your boy, Actor of Nation, and thank you for listening to the 4Jack Podcast. It would mean the absolute world to us if you could go hit that subscribe button and leave us a lovely five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. You know what? Because that would really make our day. Thank you, and let's keep on golfing, baby. I kind of like that last one. Okay. Then we're good. Cut it.